Welcome back to another episode of Brindisi Business. I'm joined with me as always, Lockie Palfrey. Thank you, Josh. Good to be here. Yeah, and we've got Ben Goodchild. Ben, what are your thoughts on uh, our listener from WA all the way out in Bunbury? Yeah, look, uh, seven times he listened to it over the weekend, so there must not be a whole lot to do out there. So who knows? Well, thankfully for myself, I haven't had to go out there, but we do appreciate every listener that we've got at the moment. So all, all helps in the long run. It's, it's good to know that we're successful at some point. Uh, it was good to hear some of the feedback some of the boys had throughout the week. So all of it a little bit under the chin, but, you know, we got a bit going. Bunbury's so, not too far from Mandura. It could be a, a long lost relative from uh, Nathan Fay. Nathan Fay. Yeah. from Mandura. Yeah. Mandura is probably about a half an hour drive from Bunbury. So um, could be the Fay's out there listening. What about, uh, where's Joel Saunders at the moment? Saucy is, uh, so Exit Beats player Joel Saunders. He's travelling around Australia at the minute. He is in Durian Bay, which is probably about an hour north of Perth. So that could be his nah. listening, but might just be out of his circle. I'm going with the Fazy family, I think. Well, good to know. Good to have you. So we look forward to having another seven hits from you this week. And now we get to the big reveal. Welcome on board, the man, the myth, the legend, Joel McKee, current thirds coach. Welcome, Joel. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to have you. What a long-time listener, are you? Absolutely, mate. Uh, as soon as episode one came out last Friday, I reckon I was listener number one, mate. So the girls did well, you boys did well, off to a fire. It's good, good to have you. A bit more, bit more bubbly personality. You want to just coming around the club, all of a sudden thirds coach. Got a bit going on. You're gonna do a little, little segment yourself, but fell through. What, 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 what was the issue there, mate? Yeah, look, Brindisi business is no smack talk, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, it fell through. It was all, all ideas in the head, but mate, you boys have. Uh, put the work together so well done well don't rule it out for a um, like a special guest spot maybe like once every sort of fortnight or so you can pop in and do a a little segment of Smack Talk Paul Smack Talk's not dead it's, it's, it's <laughs> the only beginning it's the only beginning you're just planting the seed for us that's right that's right use every every little bit I can well you're a bit of a podcast veteran aren't you, you you're on a uh, one of our rival podcasts recently weren't you I was around the we, 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 no, we won't name we're it we're not name, plugging it we're not plugging it <laughs> Um, but media street seems to follow Smack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you must have a good story, um, which we're gonna which we're gonna dive into today. <laughs> plenty, plenty of ups, plenty of downs, <laughs> a few too many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we'll get all we'll get um we'll get uh, all involved in that today, and we'll um we'll figure out who the the man, <laughs> man is inside. <laughs> Sorry about that one, folks. We um, had some slight technical difficulties there while we had the giggles, um, but we are back now and we've composed ourselves. Uh, we're in, we better get into the, uh, the heavy-hitting questions. So, Joel, we've got a few questions lined up for you. A few special guests, special mentions from a few of the boys. We put it out there. They're very excited to hear some of these answers. So, listeners of Brindisi Business, welcome to Joel McKee, This Is Your Life. Bring it on. Righto, Joel. So we're just going to go from go to why. We're going to go from the first time you played footy, your first memories of footy, and then we're going to sort of arc all the way through where we are now. So what was your first memory of footy? You are an Essendon fan. Was it sort of something involved along those lines? Yeah, it was. Um, my mum goes for Carlton, dad goes for Sydney, but I actually followed a cousin into the Bombers. So right. went to went to a few games at a young age with him and just fell in love to the mad... Uh, the Mad Bombers, so turned me into the nuffy that I am today. 
um, full-blown nothing, but that's uh, probably my first memory of, of any sort of footy. So obviously you wandered down to Kick one day with your bombers jumper on. Yep, 18 on the back. 18 on the back, so yep. for Lloydie. Lloydie. Where were you? Do you remember where you were at Auskick? Uh, I was saying off air before, I actually don't have too many memories of like of real junior Auskick footy or even uh, early playing competitively days. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was at St Peter's, I can confirm it was at St Peter's. And any of the boys that we're running around with today, were they at the same Auskick? Uh, yeah, a couple. Um, Fossil, Braden and Tool. Mm-hmm. Um, veteran, almost, of the ones now. Yeah. Um, and been to higher levels, which you'll love me plugging on the, uh, on the podcast. Do you reckon, you, you speak about young Braden being a veteran of the footy club. Yes. Would he have spent more time injured or playing at St. Be- in his time at St. Bede's? Well, you know what? I've only started playing cricket recently with Foss as well, but I've worked out. He's got the whole system worked out, and it's just Monday to Friday, you're injured, and then Saturday, you're good to go. And he does it all the time, both sports. He's got it nailed, absolutely down pat. And uh, he does it for both sports, so it's unreal. Good on him. He's worked out the system, and he's uh, he's rorting it. So well done to Fossil. So yeah, you played. So I was at St Peter's, and mm-hmm. you went into your juniors at St Peter's. Yep. Um, any recollections of your first game or your first few years playing footy? Uh, first game would have been what was it against Ormond mm-hmm. on their bottom oval, Scammon Reserve, I think it's called, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, Next to the train line. There's, nah. There's, uh, Scammell's uh, against Scammell's against Oakley. Oakley. Yeah. What's Almonds? Uh, the gun. EE gun. EE gun. Yeah. Bottom <laughs> over at EE gun. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been my first game of footy in the under nines, and I uh, don't remember too much of it. To you would have 30 kick two, wouldn't you? I'll tell you one of those ones. Yeah. Going on that, Pulf. Um, as a junior, Schmacky, uh, how do you kick him? Yeah, I was pretty good. <laughs> I mean. When, when, did you, when did you know you were pretty good? What sort of year? No, nah, not till I was older, but like. I was almost the size I am now by the time I was in under 11. So like, big plugger and full forward. Literally, it's just been like one of the swiftest declines of a footy career you've ever seen. But I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into that a bit more later. But juniors, yeah, I, I, I went right. Were there any highlights throughout the juniors, like best and fairest? First year. First year was the best and fairest in the under nines. Was um, that when your uh, dad was a coach or...? <laughs> Did dad ever coach you, mate? Dad's a touchy subject. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, he didn't. Actually, Mum might have been team manager. That's about as close as we got. But no. Hey, next question. Uh, moving on. We're going to apologise. Moving on. Sorry. Obviously, then um, footy was just the start of the sports. Anything else you're interested in too? Yeah. So I was I was footy and tennis. So uh, tennis was Saturday mornings um, and footy Sunday mornings, but. No, I was never never a cricketer or, or anything like that. The boys would all go off to their cricket on a Saturday morning or even a Friday night in the in the latter years, but I was just tennis and footy, that's it. So any sort of tennis player in the current day, mm. who would who would be the one that you go, that's me. If I had taken it seriously, who did you who do you remind yourself of? Oh. Bernard Dominic. <laughs> 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 well, you big big servants, big servant serve. Just ranked like four hundred in the world. Living like on the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. <laughs> Living it up and not caring that much. No, not not him. Um, I don't have like a personality of a curious or anything like that. Definitely not. Wait. I used to love Leighton Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Oh, love Leighton Hewitt. Like I'd follow him around to tournaments when he came to Melbourne, watch him everywhere I could. Love Leighton. 
the work ethic wouldn't have been the same as probably Leighton. Like no, nah. nah, more Bernard Tommies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now this isn't a time for modest, modesty. So yeah, a few of the boys were telling me that you were pretty good. Mm-hmm. How far down the sort of path of tennis did you go? Like how yeah. far into it did you get? I played. I represented um, the state, and I represented. Well, technically, it was international level only because we were playing against Tasmania. places like New Caledonia, <laughs> not Tasmania, <laughs> um, New Caledonia. Do you know what that is, Josh? She's in the Pacific Islands. Yeah, 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 all those Pacific Islands sort of countries. So technically, I was an international level tennis player at 14. You, um, and, you and Bernard playing out together? No, nah, well, I, I did play against Bernard. Um, he was a couple of years older. He was, but he I did pretty well against him. Uh, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, I played Bernard when I was about 13, and by 16, he was sort of, Australian Open level, yeah. and I'd given the sport away. So, <laughs> well, that was my next question. Like, yeah, as nice as possible. What yeah. happened? Because um, <laughs> you were so so called superstar. Yeah, game. I, I played against New Caledonia. Honestly, I was. I did. I played against New Caledonia. They kiss you on the cheek, and then it's very weird. Um, Closest you got to. Yeah. <laughs> they're French speaking, so you'd finish the match against them, against them, and walk up and go to shake their hand, and they'd lean in for the kiss on the cheek. Which is quite intimidating as a fifteen-year-old, but. Um, I sort of got to 15 or 16 and just, uh, speaking of dad before, dad sort of said, you've got to pick uh, either footy or, or tennis. And um, the sort of camaraderie and mateship that I had with all the boys playing footy was uh, the deciding factor. So you speak of camaraderie? Yes. <laughs> Being around the mates. So it was about 16, 17, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, I know where we're going. <laughs> so the boys, so they were telling me about, you know, the burn atomic games and all that kind of stuff. They also mentioned that you were um, involved in a grand final. Yes. And we're saying camaraderie from football, you know, team bonds, you know, you win a grand final with, you know, your mates and that's something you'll have for life. <laughs> I'll just get you to touch on the under-17s grand final if you could for us, please. Whoever's giving you his dirt is, I am filthy. Um, <laughs> oh, it didn't happen. So, I was actually involved, I was involved in the grand final. Okay. Unfortunately, it was the losing of 16's grand final. Um, Captain on the side, did everything I, I, I can't remember Lockie asking about the under 16s. Just yeah. talk about the under 17s. Yeah, the boys are saying you've got to answer about the under 17s grand final. It's, it's context, Josh. No, you, no, you no. need to know. We lost the under 16s. I was captain of the side. thought. How'd you go? Did you lead it well that day? Uh, well, there's only one best on ground medal, and <laughs> I've still stood it at home. But um, we lost, which, you know, it's a team score, <laughs> and we lost. Um, and then the next year, obviously, all the boys, you know, you boys all play juniors under 17s is like it's just the pinnacle if you're playing div one under 17s you know that's what that's what boys dream of and um i decided that no nah, this isn't for me i'm gonna go and play under 19s at some bees while i was a bottom major at, at sandy dragons you talk about no modesty i'll play dragons um we'll get to that <laughs> bottom major at, at dragons um and they sort of said like they encourage you if you're not playing there to play the highest level you can which at the time Des Ryan now uh, coach at Cheltenham Footy Club um, he was our under 19 coach and got in contact with him um, and came and played under 19s as a 16 year old but coming back to the under 17 grand final they are the boys that I left um, after doing everything I could the year before the boys that I left went on and won the thing so so you could say that your exclusion from that mm. grand final side mm. is actually the difference between a loss and a win yeah it's probably the deciding factor yeah so yeah. even though you were best on ground yes. realistically your net impact was negative yeah okay selfish you can yeah. always call me selfish yep. yeah 
Yeah. 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 Very Nathan Buckley 2002, was it? Team of champion. (laughs) Then champions team. (laughs) So yeah, you spoke of choosing football for the camaraderie. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, despite, and then, a couple like a year later, you go off and decide to ditch your mates to go play another team. Well, I was they win a grand final and they get the camaraderie from that. Well, I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit back and think, I started to make well, you sit back and think, don't they? <laughs> we're going to go to the highest of lows. Unfortunately, we're going to be a trophy at the minute. Yeah. We'll, we'll get out of it. Well, to top it all off, it's their 10 year anniversary this year as well, so I'm sure they'll celebrate that without me. Do you reckon you get an invite just as a, uh, like as a supporter? Probably like, not. Friend of St. Beats. I was water boy, does that count? No. No, I didn't think so. Um, we touched on Tack Cup. Yeah, yeah, let's go into that. <laughs> the time again, not to be modest. Yeah. Um, so you're at Sandy Dragons. Yeah. Who was the coach at that point? Uh, I had two different ones. Mm-hmm. So Dale Tapping was my bottom age year. Um, he's excellent. He's now up at Brisbane, I believe, after he coached Collingwood VFL. Yeah. And my top age year was Justin Platt, who played AFL footy and is now coaching, I believe, at Melbourne. He's, yeah, he was... He was I think, with the restructure of COVID, I think he'd be a development coach okay. or an assistant coach somewhere um, yeah. and then working with the VFL side. Yes, yeah. So, they, they were unreal. They were very good coaches. And then, post-Dragons, footy made your way back across through St. Beads. What were the first few years like here at the club? Yeah, they were good. I sort of... Um, I didn't actually come... I went to Sandy's Everest straight after um, my Dragons year, top age year. Um... And then I went across to Knox after that and then came back to St. Beats. But if we go to that stage, my, my years at St. Beats, um, my first few years, very fond memories. Um, obviously, I had a lot of mates here already, which was great, um, but made a whole lot of new ones as well. A lot of the young boys and older boys that were uh, here at the time um, that, I'm, that I'm still good mates with. So yeah, they're my uh, first memories of, of coming across to the pit. So Joel, as you open that uh, the can of Two Brothers Brewery, what are your what are your thoughts on the the local sponsors brew? Unreal, unreal. I know it's a Monday night, but why the hell not? We're in the two <laughs> Correct. We, you know, you know, we don't crazy business. You know, we, we treat our guests appropriately. That's correct. But yeah, massive shout out to the boys there at Two Brothers for helping the club out. It's much appreciated, and they uh, stuck through the club at it. At a tough time throughout the world, and it's much appreciated. It gets us on the park for a lot cheaper. So keeping us well hydrated, definitely. Um, so we're just going on um, there about the first few years at St. Beats. Um, what were your sort of initial impressions of the club? Uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. I loved it. Um, I didn't really, I didn't know everyone here when I got here, but um, like I said, I, I knew a lot of the boys. A lot of my mates already played here. Um, and I sort of helped out while they went through under-19s and that sort of thing as well. When you were at Knox, was it? No, when no. I was at um, Santa Dragons. Oh, Santa yeah. Dragons, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Dragons. Yeah. Quite often when you get yourself down to a new club, there's an initiation or a welcoming. Was there anything that uh, went down that pathway for you, Joel? Oh, I got mentioned in a lot of fines, if that's, a, um, if that's an initiation. The, the old uh, rip the paper up on a Thursday night and let the boys write fines, that was a bit of fun for was me. For... Mitch Kemp probably got you with a few rippers. Yeah. Kent's pasturers, Johnny Dawes, all the all the ex legends of this club. Legends or nah, infamous not, legends? They're not. They're not legends. Yeah, I was gonna say. But they are Premiership players. Some of them. Uh, Mitch Ken, Johnny Dawes. Yeah, I don't know if Trent played, but yeah, a few of them are. And um, is there anyone that you admired, admired around that time being down the club as a new boy? Uh, my mum and dad were teachers at St Peter's. Um, school 
uh, and I'd known a lot of the older boys, um, like the Richards, the Doherty's, um, that from when mum and dad taught them when I was in about three or four year old kinder and I used to go in and visit mum and dad at work and, and they were teaching the Richards and that sort of thing. So I suppose having seen those boys go through uh, uh, first of all primary school um, and then watch them play when they were years ahead of me at St Peter's Footy Club as well, I suppose um, the Richards, the Robinsons, um, the Doherty's, those boys that I've known for a long time for sure. So we'll step forward to your first senior game. But we in the room know when that was. We'll get there in a second. But um, it did take you a little while to get there. Did. Do you want to talk about sort of why the road to your first senior game took so long? Um, yeah. So and I know you probably you've probably spoken about this about a hundred times. Uh, but uh, and I know the uh, the general audience of this podcast is. Like, if you've heard it before, it's time to switch off. <laughs> Just for ten or fifteen. We're just going to be But for the ones that haven't. Um, Few tissues for the boys. Yeah, few tissues. It yeah. gets a bit emotional here. But, um, I, when I was seventeen, did an ACL playing a game for our under nineteen side. Oh, yeah. Was this was this karma coming back to oh, you for not playing for with not your playing, mates in the seventeen? Probably, probably. And to top it all off, I was playing against one of the boys that played in that seventeen premiership. He was playing for DLR, so yeah, it probably was. Now yeah. mention it. Um, but going back to the original question, since that uh, that fateful day that I did my first I've had three more so I've had four ACLs mm-hmm. um, obviously not playing now but played after the third one for a couple of years and in those couple of years that's when the uh, that's when the ones debut occurred well they're the same knee each time yeah so four on the same knee um, they've used a heap of different uh, other body parts to, to put it all back together um, in terms of hamstring grafts and, and patella and quad grafts and everything but their 12 month injuries and to go through that four times yeah this is where you get the tissues out to go through that four times um it has been pretty painful and, and stressful at times as well uh what would what like probably for the three of us i've never done an air probably haven't really had too many long-term injuries myself so what was the hardest part about doing the knee was it the rehab was it just your body failing you when you needed it the most what was the the mentally toughest part and then the part that you found the hardest in the long run. Yeah, um, the mentally toughest mental part of it was um, the first one, definitely. Obviously, like yeah, you, right. you hear of people doing their ACLs, um, AFL players or people older than you, you hear about, but you never expect to get the news yourself. And when you do, especially that time, which was uh, um, you know sort of leading into my top age year at Dragons finals. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear the news that, that you're not going to play for the next year in a pretty vital time of anyone who plays sort of that level of footy's career, um, that hurt a bit. Um, and then I suppose every time you do it, it, it sucks. But yeah, the, I, I think the most pain I felt mentally, even though you'd think doing it three or four times is frustrating, the, the most pain I felt was definitely uh, for after the first one. Just going back to that, you said that first one in those Sandy Dragon years. Is there any players that have gone on to make notable names for themselves from there? Yeah, heaps. Um, my my year wasn't wasn't that fruitful. My top age year, um, played with a few boys that that are, are very very good, like local of AFL players. But the ones that got drafted that year, sort of James Stewart, who's was at Essendon. He's at Essendon now, but he was at 
the Giants, I believe. Maybe. I think everyone... Um, was there not a bloke that got drafted in that year that didn't go to the Giants? They had that many picks. Yeah, that's right. I think it was seven out of the top ten or something that yeah. year or went to the Giants. So I think I think he was at the Giants for a bit. Um, now the Bombers, besides that, there's not too many. The year below me was the one, though. Like We're talking um, Josh Kelly, Christian Salem... Um, who else? Nate Freeman, obviously, is injury river as well, but he was top 10, I think. So, yeah, that's funny. Tailed two injuries, really. Freeman went on to bigger and better things. John McKee's just become the third coach of St. Beats. Well, Some would yeah. say, though, you know, he taught them everything they know. Well, that's right. Like You were, you were the, the year above them, so you must have developed them through. Right. Yeah, so they had everything to... Or was know, it just the opportunity they, opportunity they got from uh, Joel going down doing his knee? Potentially. you got to look at it these ways. When this might be a swing and a miss as well. With your yes. tack cut footy... Yeah. Is my memory like failing me, or were you a part of a Tap Cup ad that went out across all what, like Australian TV? Yeah, Tap Cup ad. Um, back then, obviously, it's sponsored by TAC, but they made every club do a video, a, a road safety yeah. ad. Mm. And I don't want to, I don't want to put out. Um, is current captain Chris Mangoni, um, now coach, now backline coach after an, after a shoulder injury. Um, I don't want to put him down, but you know, Mango was was captain of Dragons and supposed to be the big dog on the day. Mm. Like, he had the most lines, all that sort of stuff. And the bloke filmed my first speaking line and went, nah, you're it. <laughs> 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 he went, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chris, but no, nah, no, nah, we we need this guy permanently. So I had a big role, lots of lines, so I remember was there all day filming. But yeah, I think it went uh, out on national TV. Wait, national you can, I'm sure you can still find it too. Probably yeah, international. Probably yeah. somewhere in New Zealand. Or oh, in, <laughs> in French. <laughs> uh, Got the voiceover going for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good fun. Love those years. And um, obviously now coaching at the thirds. And uh, what's made you, you know, keep coming back to the club that you love so much and still be involved? Yeah, so I, I was sort of, uh, I was planning on taking a, a backseat this year, to be honest, um, with the new new pavilion, new club rooms upstairs. I just wanted to sit back and relax, but I just love being involved. Like, you're never going to take uh, my passion and, and drive for, for being involved in a footy club away, I don't think. Um, obviously love playing and wish I was still playing and playing for a long time, but... Um, just doing little things like even a couple of years ago, I was just uh, helping out on the iPad with Russell Barnes in the twos or, or moving magnets, which I still do now, um, and helping uh, helping Finn coach the thirds as well. So I just I love being involved. I sort of uh, didn't come down to too many sessions pre season, and you just start to miss it. So yeah, it was, I love it. Just back to that um, moving magnets job, you might be getting the demotion though. There's a bit of bit of hot soil over the weekend, correct? Uh, look, it's getting tough. It's getting tough when games are close, especially when we're down by a couple of kicks with not long left. There's a few, few angry boys in the ones, but they've got to realise I'm I'm the guinea pig man. I just I just move them like they just tell me what to do and I just do it. That's it. It's not me. So very similar. We'll go. We'll delve a bit into the moving of the magnets in the thirds. Mm-hmm. Now this this young gentleman thinks he could play in the forward line in the ones. Yeah. You've now moved him all the way to fullback. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about Mr. Gretsch. First of all, the, the magnet sits at fullback, but there's, there's a bit like myself when I was playing there. There's not too much defending going on. Um, nah, look, I love Gretsch. Um, we're trying to get him to play a role that he hasn't hasn't played before, um, and the last two weeks he's been really good. But um, you know how you have, I was thinking about this today, you know how when you're going to a sports bet or whatever and you put your bet on 
mm-hmm. and you, you you do the multiplier and it like enhances your mm-hmm. odds. Odds boost. Odds boost. I, I reckon he's got a possessions boost button in his head because like <laughs> you speak to him after the games, he, he might have had like twenty five or thirty, and it, it's for him it's like fifty. It, it's I've had fifty. I am. I have taken the bits today. I don't know. Knocking the other door. He is. Well, he is. To be Knocking fair, he is. And I'm sure we'll be back up with uh, with Matt in a couple of weeks in the twos. But yeah, good on you, Becky. Now talking about coaching, uh, what what have you found the most enjoyable part about being a coach? Yeah. Um, sort of all. There's lots of different aspects of it that I enjoy. Um, First of all, I love being in team selection on a Thursday night. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? Like some, some, of the dis- yeah, some of the discussion that goes on, I was privileged enough to sit in there on Thursday. Yeah. Now, uh, our, our senior coach might have been a little bit grumpy. He was in Truganina at 4.30 to start work on the Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. But it's fascinating how uh, different opinions are formulated and how that in, that enhances the conversation. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and uh, credit to our coaching staff as well, though. They have they have no uh, like no need to to invite the thirds coaching or listen to anything that I have to say about the ones or or that players have to say about what they think. But they take all all sort of ideas um, into consideration and and uh, no type of modesty though. Oh no, you're I'm, you're there. I'm making the big move. Yeah. <laughs> I am the ins and outs. Oh, and you would not believe it. Joel was starstruck. Adrian McBean <laughs> walked in the door <laughs> and he's like. Speechless, jaw dropping. No, he was listening to every word, just hanging on like a thread. Josh, you're lucky I'm in there, otherwise you'll be out. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back with Greggy in the threes. <laughs> I'd have him at 920. I'll <laughs> half that. If, if Greggy has 50, I think Joel has 60 in the thirds, I think. Josh, oh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing. Wait, just quick, quick comeback off the, the fourth name, mate. Just, you're trying to get him out one more time for one more run. Oh, no. Joel. Yeah, actually, no, yeah, he definitely needs to come back at some point. I, I can guarantee Joel's, Joel's too good of a footballer to be, um, whilst he's doing a great job for our thirds, he's too good of a footballer to be um, on the sidelines at the ripe age of your 26, I think. Yeah, yeah, so... Well, Pof, to be honest, my job for the thirds, obviously, I said before, sharing it with Finn, uh, Finn Neves, who coached the thirds the last couple of years. Um, my role, Monday to Friday, get the 22 boys on the park. Now... Come June 14th, when it's wet, we're, we're playing at Richmond Central away <laughs> at 9.20 in the morning, and I've got 14 on the front and night. That's probably when the, you'll see John Ted pull the boots off. <laughs> until then, I'm very happy, warm, moving. And I will moment. hope that everyone listening to this show and the people over at Mandura will be there at 9.20 <laughs> supporting you and watching you put on the boots to... Take a few kickouts and just hold down the fort down in the back line. If it's going to happen, I want guard of honour. I want, I want to work. So make yeah. it happen, Paul. Right, so we've gone from go to what, and we've gone from your first memory to where you are now. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on the best memory at the club or at footy. And we sort of touched on it before, but would it be your first senior game? I don't think so in the sense that we, I think we got uh, pretty... Fairly done that day. Hmm. Um, was that out of Dela? Was yeah. Well, let's go into that for a sec because that's a pretty good story. So, 
Obviously that year, I thought personally that I was going pretty well in the twos. You were playing fullback that year under Russell Barnes. Mind you, I'm six foot. I've never stepped foot at fullback in my life. But you were having 20 a week pretty easily. Was that a half time? (laughs) (laughs) He was playing at fullback and his opponent kicked 500 each week and he's thinking he's going okay. It was a real Tom Greg sort of role. So, Greg, you're listening. You aren't far off. <laughs> you're not far off. But anyway, so so I've walked in on Thursday night and Sam Anstey used to put the one squad and the reserve squad, two sheets of paper up mm-hmm. on the wall. Don't know if you boys remember that. But I've walked in and gone straight to the reserve sheet as I had for the 12 weeks before that. Seen my name. But I went that night. There's no John Key up there. And I'm available and I'm not injured. So what's going on? And I looked over and there I am in the squad. Team meeting with the ones, I'm thinking, you're in. How, how good is this? You know, three knees. How, this is unreal. All worth it. Like. All, this is worth it. Like, when do I invite my extended family? Is the camera coming out? We call them mum, the Seriously, tears are flowing. Like the, like the AFL debutantes, yeah, mum, I'm in. That sort of thing. And uh, anyway, Thursday night, didn't get called into the, the coach's room. And Sam Ansey gets up and reads the team, and I'm not in it. And then Russell Barnes gets up and reads his team, and I'm still a fullback. <laughs> so, obviously, I go home devastated on Thursday night. Now, you know, we get to Friday night, and I had a mate's going away. So I, uh, I turned up, and knowing I was playing two, because so I had a crack. And, um, had a couple of two brothers. I had plenty of two brothers. The, the payday? Oh, the two brothers payday. Well, the kung fu? Unreal. The kung fu isn't bad either. Yeah. I think Joel's no, the payday paydays. The paydays. And um, yeah, had a few too many paydays. And the next morning, dusty. There was about four or five of us that got brekkie every week in the twos. And I've walked in a brekkie, like, sunny's on, mm. I'm not well at all, knowing we're going from brekkie to the game. And as I'm walking into brekkie, the phone rings. And it's Sam Nancy. And he goes, mate, you're in. <laughs> Someone else is there, you're in. Big day for you, mate. Congratulations, all, all the rest. So I am in a world hurt and in the <laughs> So you, you walk into the ground. I hope Sam's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk into the ground. Now, I've, I've heard the story differently. I've heard you've walked into the ground with the sunnies on. Oh, they are. And they're still on. You're not looking at the boys from the twos. I've heard it's a bit more of like an ego thing. Like, oh, I'm a big ones player now, but yeah. you're actually under the weather. Well, that's probably what they thought, but I was, I'm pretty sure I was still busy. <laughs> I was hurting a lot. And, uh, and my performance that day probably showed it. Um, but was that from lack of opportunity or was it more from uh, your inability to I'm not, keep I mean, your food down? Sam is listening, I'm not going to sit here and body, but <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when you play your gun full back on a 25% game time, no wonder we lost by 80 points. <laughs> so that, that wasn't the, the best memory at oh, the club? There were four pretty good touches. We've had... Um, you know, fun footy trips, we've had a lot of fun functions and some big wins. Yes. Um, what is the best the best memory from the club? Um, there's probably a couple. Uh, I think the first James match, uh, yeah. even though I didn't play. Yeah. It was against um, Trinity, wasn't it? Against yeah. Trinity. And uh, we're in A grade and um, just the whole occasion and um, known the Barnes family for a long time. And uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome just to, just to be a part of it. And all the boys in there in their purple um, was was pretty cool. Um, best win though, I reckon. Um, again, I didn't plan it, but the, the year we were in A grade, we beat um, Old Zabs here in the wet. Um, Josh might have kicked 
four. No, no, no. We won by five points. Um, they probably they had a shot after the siren. Yeah. Didn't get to the distance. Yeah. Uh, massive win for the club. Almost probably almost could have kept us up. We probably started playing a good month of footy after that, and the vibe around the club was unreal. It was probably, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to play that day. Yeah. I think I kicked goal of the year that day too. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. You didn't yeah. kick it bad. You kicked the. If we had too much time on Joel, do we need to go back to oh, look, the Josh Gowan yeah, show? Hey, it's okay. Joel, you've been great, but uh, we're actually going to skip back to Josh now. We're going to show this other out. But, you know, we're talking about favourite moments, and sometimes that favourite moment comes when you hear the spray of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. What is that one spray that has lived with you and either petrified you or you've gone, wow? Well... At this club, every two is later. When you're down at either quarter, half, or three quarter time, do not be in the front row of a Russell Martin spray. <laughs> because it takes the word spray, which are literally, and it can be 32 degrees and sunny, but you end up soaking it up. Old Zavs at Zavs, that was a pretty memorable one that well, day. We were down by 60. We had like the assistant coach playing for us. Proud day like, the club. Like, we had some blokes that just should not have been out there. Like, 50-year-old guys running around. Blokes I'd never met before. And uh, we just copped an absolutely enormous spray after being about nine and a half goals down at, at quarter time. Would I be right in saying that was the same day Tommy Brain played and knocked back a six-pack of pure blondes at halftime? <laughs> I don't think it was the no, same. He, I think he played against Shunda, him and yeah, Mel, Gar- him, him Mel Garside out at the daily. Yeah. The f- photo uh, Dan Garside posted that day was very funny. Unreal, yeah. unreal. But it does show where the clubs, the clubs come from yeah. and, and to where we are now as well. Like That was that was in our reserve side and now we're telling blokes in the thirds that unfortunately they miss out on a game this week. So it's uh, it's been a big sort of four or five years. For we're, the in grade, but we're in A grade yeah. in 2018. And yeah, we were struggling to fit out at twos, and now like you look at us, and I think it was last Thursday night we had seventy-two guys on the track, like yeah, it's, eighty-five um, blokes accounted for or something. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fun to laugh at, and you know the funny times of you know Shano eating a um, a raw bacon <laughs> bacon sandwich out at uh, Melbourne University, but all the helmet backwards. Up. All the helmet backwards. <laughs> that was another good one. You're out there, Shano. Um, <laughs> hope you're well. <laughs> Please come back. Please go back to the football club. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we actually have Miss Shano. The, there's enough Shane comments that go around that oh, we no. we want to see the big fella back. You absolute legend of the club. I promise if he comes back, he can play for the <laughs> Central. Yeah, he, um, as long as you can get him there, yeah. it's just uh, he'll get there, mate. You got to pick him up, though. You, you're on a Saturday, man. So what is Finn going to be doing the picking up? Yeah, yeah, Finn will pick him up. No, he'll be there eight thirty, banging the door down, ready to go. Now, if we could just flash back to your first senior game, Joel. I'm pretty yeah. sure you made a debut with another player, correct? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure of the story. It was either his first, second, early, early days early for days. Uh, a young Zach Calvez. And I think we might have lined up, like, maybe on each halfback, me and him. And, like, for anyone who's watched our ones recently, if Zach Calvez isn't leading the best in Paris right now, he, he's second. Um... He's taking the absolute piss this year, and I'm coaching the thirds. So it, uh, it's well, been a, a little Where bit would you rather be, to be honest? Oh, that's right. I mean, look, best, one of the best fullbacks in the Vaffa at freeze height, um, or coaching the thirds. So there you go. Now, uh, I'm assuming we're talking about 
Gun players. Who would be your favourite player right now? Right now. Should we go go ones, two, threes, or just oh. no, nah, just nah, just the ultimate. Just, we only uh, want we want the number just one, the one because it could be Mister Gretch. It's not. Not really. It's not his kit that he wore on Saturday night. Well, just, no, no, hold on. Oh, that's a special topic. That's a special wow. topic today. Wow. Um, my favourite player, and he won't know this because. I don't think I've ever spoken to him in my life. I don't think I have. Maybe a hate here or there. Couldn't but be Nick Gretsch, could it? It's not Nick Gretsch. <sighs> but when I sat down to watch the reserves game on the weekend and this big, frizzy-haired ball of a man went into the midfield, I thought, geez, I'm making a comeback because if he's playing mid, <laughs> I can play mid. But God's, oh my Lord, I think he's a favourite player on my list. The way he attacks the footy and just the hair and... Pretty well skilled and oh mate, a little bit of a man crush, don't know. Doesn't normally like a hard ball though, does he? Oh, he? <laughs> <laughs> he's more outside than Chris McCree. <laughs> now, uh, best footy trip? Oh, well, I've, I think I've been on three and they've all been to Adelaide. Yeah. So Which year do you remember? Yeah, remember one? The one where Harry Smythe was. Looked like a corpse at the airport. <laughs> that one. No, no, it wasn't that. The, was that the year that he was best on ground by a country mile on a Friday? Then we did not see him all day. Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. until he was lying in the fetal position <laughs> at Adelaide Airport <laughs> on, on Sunday, Sunday morning. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, he was not well. I mean, that was also very funny. Was that uh, was that the George Rollins mister? He's fine. Yeah. No, no, no. That was a Stu Wines and Josh Heron the year after. George missed it the year before when he checked, oh, he, he when, he, when, when he checked in as Josh Heron. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was Paul. Yeah, he checked in as Paul for the end. In, we, both, we both got to the front at the same time. We, like, we both went to scan our Lockheed Dolphin tickets. <laughs> I remember Dan Newell missed the flight, but I think that was right around his <laughs> I think he was still going. Yeah, he was still going. Would um, that be the same year that I heard a great story that Mark Gesh rocked up in a suit, ready to go, mm-hmm. and a toothbrush and nothing else? Yeah. No. It's, it's the follet, was it? He, he, Mark Gesh doesn't even take a backpack. Nope. Wears the same kit three days in a row, and you will not see him without a beer in hand. It's quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. The man has the absolute staying power. Would be probably would be one of your top four, top ten footy trips sort of set up. Oh, yeah. Leading into that, you're going on a destination. You've got to take four blokes from the footy club. Everything is paid for. Whatever your whatever your reasoning is, mm-hmm. who are the four you've taken with you? Oh, tough. And where are you going? Oh, Adelaide. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I'm going Actually, Adelaide. we'll give a shout out to the Break Free apartment. Well, actually, Break Free. Isn't it like, where are we going? They kicked us like, out. Yeah. So we, yeah. we might be coming back this year. So Break Free, if you're listening, we're giving you a pretty good plug here. Right, we got, I think one year they wouldn't let us back, and then the same, the next year they'd let us rebook. And yeah. we can almost guarantee Ben Dance won't be coming, which is a massive <laughs> tip. They'll be wrapped to hear that. Yeah. So. Our, friend, our friends at Break Free, we do have um, audience members from across Australia, so you're getting a good plug here. Yeah. Um, so you, we're going to Adelaide, we've got Adelaide. four mates. So yourself, and then mm. four other mates. All right, well, you boys wouldn't pick this bloke, and I'm pretty <clears> sure 99% of the blokes at this club wouldn't pick this guy. But, very good mate of mine, known him since we were. Fresh out. Uh, we went on a cricket trip recently, and the boy put on a clinic. He put on a clinic. He was, If I wasn't best on, he was. And it was unreal to watch. So I'm taking the big fossil. I'm big taking Brain No Tool. And the bean pole? Yeah, the big bean pole. And it's unheard of, because usually he's like... Putrid. Frightened. Mm. Almost petrified of having a crack. <laughs> um, I think he is petrified of the footy club, though. Maybe it's the people here. He's... Yeah, I don't know. He was very... It was, 
more interested in talking to the Halbury boys on the weekend than he was to his, to his own crew. But anyway, that's another topic. I'm taking the big Foss. Um, second, uh, another one a lot of blokes wouldn't be Corey Machado. Oh. I'm taking the little fella. I am taking the little fella. I think he might be the first person ever to be almost kicked out of an engagement party by the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're not going to go into that. <laughs> Old handsy. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm taking the little fella. Obviously, he's only a good mate of mine. And third, I'm taking gods. <laughs> As I said, I'm yet to have a conversation with the man. That I'm taking gods. If there are any scuffles out on the oh, in Adelaide, you just throw him to the He's not leaving my side. He's not leaving my side. Oh. He'd be getting hardball against us. If we bunch of um, any of the Adelaide United fans, he'd be oh. all over him. Jeez, wasn't that, that was an experience that day, wasn't it? When you got your mouth yeah. yeah, so Corey would start the um, the altercation and then Gods would just come and finish it. Oh, that, that makes right. sense and why you got Gods, because you got Corey, you've got to get a big yin and yang about it. That's it. But you know what? It's a unique three, to be honest. Sure we got one more, one more spot? I got one more. Oh, it's not my So you, you got you got Fossil just for having a crack. Yeah. You probably got Corey for laughs. Yeah. You got Gods yeah. just for yeah, security. Corey when he Corey when he is having a drink can be very fun, but since he's got a girlfriend, has the fun dried up. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're backing him in. You know what? I'll tell I'll tell you what the issue is with the little fella is beers. He's he's yes, he's himself. Beer's not the answer. Not even two brothers. You can't have two <laughs> brothers. Not a payday, nothing. It has to be Cruiser or bust. He he really struggles on the beer. So as long as we can go a whole footage trip without well, drinking beer, we did say that it's all all expenses covered. So you got one more spot. One more spot. This is tough. So you don't take a bloke that has too much of a crack, is it? You, so you're saying you wouldn't take a guest gear, Pat Tyquin? No, that's who I'm taking. Pat Tyquin woke up at my house <laughs> last week. After a house party, he woke up at my house. I don't know how he got there. Is it true that Fossil was cr- cradling him? Is that why the, you've got, got two yin and yangs right here? It, it could have been true, but Fossil wasn't even home. Fossil had gone home to his family home. We had Kano to his little brother in the upstairs bedroom where Braden should have been. And we had Pat Tyquin on my beanbag in the lounge room. So it was a it was a weird set of circumstances. But yeah, you've known it. I'm taking Homer with me for sure. Well, that's a fantastic little trip you've got lined up there. Thanks a lot, Joel. We really appreciate you coming in and uh, telling us about your life, some of the ups and downs, a lot more downs. So it's, it's a credit to you <laughs> that you've, you've managed to come Thanks, back. And, yeah. <laughs> the ups were good, though. The ups were oh, good. You've, you've, kept, you've kept fat with the footy club. Uh, it's important. So thank you very much. We'll keep you around for around the ground with Benny. Uh, it's really important to see how the whole club went over the weekend. Thanks. Definitely is. Uh, starting from the 19s this week, the 19s, twos boys went down four goals, five, 29 to Brunswick's 21, 18, 144. However, conversely, the 19s, ones boys had a good win, 18, 13, 121 to Old Carey's one goal, six, 12. Can I jump in here? Of course. So <clears throat> my little segment, Pulp Team of the Year, got one picked off from the 19s. So we've got a back pocket in Jackie Whitelaw. Yes. We've now got a forward pocket in little Ben Murphy. So you may have seen Ben Murphy running around in the pre-season for the, like, down at the ones and the twos training. Yep. He is the quickest bloke at the club. He is, like, got the... He is so quick. And, speaking of the boys in the 19s on the, um, on the weekend... He is leading the team unity down the 19s. Oh, we love that. He's running the fines. Mm. They've got a fine on their dice roll. Get this. <laughs> if they land on like a four, I think it's a four, yeah. they have to drive down to the beach 
jump in the water, chicken schnitty themselves. You don't know what a chicken schnitty is. Roll around in the sand. They're not allowed to like dry themselves off. They've got to get back in their car, drive <laughs> all the way home. And then once they're in their front door, they can dry themselves off. I love it. So oh, Benny Murphy, yeah, he's been training with the one or the ones and the twos on the um, Thursday nights. He, come, he came down yeah. last Thursday as well. And so he's, he's yeah, lighting up the track like quite literally. Like he's the quickest bloke at the club. He'll towel up Josh Heron, guarantee it. Um, yeah, so sorry to interject there, um, Goody, but um, I'm just putting in me forward pocket for Pulse Team of the Year. I've got one more coming a little bit later so as well. So stay tuned. Um, going back to around the grounds, Schmacky, your thirds unfortunately went down to Fitzroy, 15-17, 107 to our six goals to 38. Now, can we talk about the halftime moves? You were down by 10 goals at halftime, all of a sudden, 10 goals at full time. What's the difference? What What was the master stroke that... Sorry to burst your bubble, Josh, but actually, I wasn't there. <laughs> so you're telling me you are the thirds coach... That doesn't turn up to a home game. Like Richmond Central 920, completely different. But you're telling me at Southern Road, the fourth. Southern Road, the closest game you get all year and you don't go. Mate. Or is it smart coaching? I knew we were going to win round one and two. Took the reins, got the boys home. To be fair, we're speaking about best sprays. I think Nick Hendricks did your job for you. Oh. Well, to be honest, I know that question's come from Nick Henrys. He said, where was my whereabouts on Saturday morning? But from what I've heard, speaking to a few of the, the thirds boys, they were asking the same question about him, and he was playing. Nick Henrys, if you're looking at, um, at Goody's multi later in the, uh, in the show, Nick Henrys is almost a certainty for a spray every quarter time break. Oh. You'll, go, you'll go up, 10 goals up at quarter time, and Nick will pull you all in to give you a spray. That's fair enough. It's good <laughs> well, it was key to me. No, but back to your question, Josh. Uh, look, I should have been there, but I'm a, as I said earlier, I'm a Monday to Friday operator. Get 22 on the park, and the job's done. When did uh, when was the the super swing of Gretsch, mate? When was he moved? Uh, we we played him back round two, um, out of Marsland. The uh, ones and twos coaches wanted to see him in a different role. Um, perhaps forwards not working out for him at the moment. Um, sure it will in the future but to have that that versatility at his side and, and pace his side his height and pace um yeah the coaches just wanted to see him back there but um yeah it's my master stroke as i said loose behind the footy moving back to around the grounds the um girls development squad went out and uh, gave brunswick a bit of a bath four goals five 29 to two goals two 14 and the ones also had a good win against Brunswick, four goals, one twenty-five to two goals, four sixteen. They are flying at the moment, the girls. Definitely the are. Ones are going well. They're, I think they're three and zero now. I believe that's correct. Yeah, and then the reserves are two and one. Uh, that's a much improved performance for the girls. Starting off really well. It's hoping for big things from the girls. We might be celebrating a couple of premierships at the end. Fingers crossed. Moving in to the senior sides, the twos boys, we had a good win against Halebury, 21 goals, 12, 138 to two goals, 6, 18. And unfortunately, the ones went down to Halebury, 10 goals, 7, 67 to 14 goals, 11, 95. Pulse team of the year alert, twos. We spoke about it before, but like, so it's usually one player a week. Mm-hmm. And I, we're going to get to 22 though, only 18 so weeks. So we had a couple of weeks where we had two people in. 
I had Benny Murphy in, but after watching Gods play on Saturday, Ian, you talk about we, we, got, we got two blokes with a man crush on Gods. Can, 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 I, can I put a vote in for Gods captain? <laughs> he actually, yeah, early shout. Like, oh. he's, like, I'm sitting there on Saturday going, like, this guy has to be the team. Like, oh, I want to play for Gods. We, we do, we do say that like the Pulse team of the year. It's generally guys that like don't get the. Um, the credit, they don't get the votes, they don't get, you know, all the... Seems the like he, seems like he's getting the credits and recognition. He is, <laughs> he's not even just banging down the door. Like, he's getting into a semi-trailer and driving <laughs> through the door. And you know what, like, Probably I actually, I actually God's, would, God's would jump in front of the semi-trailer. Like, on the weekend, smothered, spoils, tackles, <laughs> like... Poor Halebury, like they probably left and gone, what's that guy's problem? Who is that guy? <laughs> Did he just not like us? What was but going yeah, on there? What, what's his issue? Like, why is he just so, so aggressive? But oh, it's so good to have him um, on our side. And um, Benny, you played alongside him on the weekend. It'd be good to, you'd, you'd walk taller being alongside gods. Oh, you definitely would. No, when it's a, a three on one and we're the one, you can just leak out the back and mm. just back him in to win the hard ball for you. It's always nice, so... I'm pretty sure he's knocking on the door for the ones boys, and um, rightfully so. He's had he's had a good weekend following up his performances the last couple of years in the under 19s. I'm pretty sure he's running back to back best and fairest. So in no time, he'll he'll definitely be up with us. Did he put any down your throat on the weekend? Are you kicked? Was it four? Yeah, away it was four puff. Uh, pretty pretty dangerous down there, if I say so myself. Hang on. I tell you what, just because you kick four and a two doesn't mean I'm going to handball two. So just keep working around, you might get one. But onto the more serious stuff. Uh, What's more serious than me? You can ball. Halebury, very good on the weekend in the ones. Very uh, big improvement from 2019. I think they've topped their list up very well. Uh, plenty of positives to take out from the seniors. I, th- I think more in the space of room to grow from compared to what we played against Blacks. Our foot skills and our probably let us down. Our inability to score and convert, and then conversely, how Halebury transitioned the ball from one end to the other really showed us up. And uh, I know I was pretty flat on Saturday night, and I know Adrian and I know a few of the other senior boys are pretty upset and taken a bit personally, which is probably good. Never know, might be the making of us as a, as a club. We're pretty young at the moment. We've sort of regenerated our list. Could be the performance we sort of needed to have as a bit of reality check uh, as such, but more to understand where we need to go heading into the future. Yeah, definitely wasn't the end of the world for the ones, that's for sure. No, and that's probably why it is positive because you know that the good is there coming from the week before and maybe it's a little bit of mindset, maybe it's a few other things, but we're going to back to get the job done this week against Williamstown and... Boy, oh boy, is that a challenge going out to the Freer and Reserve. Apparently, it is the most bizarre ground in the Southern Hemisphere. Just quietly, though. At 2018, John McKee wouldn't have gone straight out at, um, on the weekend. Honestly. Like, I was taking the piss <laughs> for 12 weeks before I got into that side. But, yeah, look. We could have used the fit, Josh, um, John McKee out there. Fifth? For 25%. I don't know if we... Yeah, I don't know if we need a bloke for 25%. Uh, but I'll back you in, Charlie. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, now the seniors and twos off to Williamstown this weekend. Hope you can pack your beanies and uh, head over across the Westgate. And where are the thirds playing this week, Joel? Uh, it's a great question. Are you going to show up this week? It is, it is, uh, it is a Monday to Friday question now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Old Geelong this week. That's Old Geelong <laughs> at that Como Park. Jeez, that's a big ground. You, it's we, a big ground. You can get lost well, out there. Lucky we have got one of the fittest sides in the first division. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll be right. We'll, we'll go out to Old Geelong and, and uh, we'll give it our best. 
Now, uh, on to one of the favourite segments of the week. We have Goodies Multi. This is world-renowned. I think this is why the, the viewers, in, the listeners in Bunbury have listened seven times. They want to know you. They are renowned gamblers who love a hot tip. So Can I take ask you a question away. before this starts? Of course. Did last week's get up? Uh, look, last week we were no good. <laughs> hey, well, what? Wait. We're still well, well, Sam, Sam Brown... Sam Brown did knock back three cc's. Three pints of cup Three pints, was it? Three pints. So therefore, bum bum. <laughs> and with you, we're still waiting on the girls. We started. Yeah, it's already, it's already gone. Well, you still had three drinks. You just had the, you yeah, just had the wrong type of alcohol. I had, I had the number. Mm. Just not, just not the uh, the type oh, well. of beverage it was. But hopefully this week, moving into a nine league multi. We a mortgage uh, on this one. Oh, definitely so. So you've gone from a three leg to a nine leg. Oh, yeah, we've gone from a failing three leg oh, to yeah. a. Uh... That's the only way to make money back, isn't it? Exactly so. Chase your losses, guys. Gamble responsibly. Rightio. So this week we've got. Um, we're gonna we're gonna back in the reserves to win this week against Williamstown by one to thirty nine points. Puff, I'll give you that a dollar seventy six. We're gonna go Simon Richards anytime goal scorer. He's creeped up a little bit at dollar seventy one. I see a bit of value in that. Mm-hmm. We've also got Shawnee Randall to get a. Free kick from a high tackle at a whopping $1.01. So pretty safe bet there, which is always nice. Um, we've also got your third smacky to the game overs, 126.5. I give that a $1.68. Would you invest in that? Well, we won't be bringing Greg forward if that's the case. If we need scores, Greg is not going forward. Looks like that one's going to be a win then. <laughs> uh, moving on, we've got Michael Barnes to win the toss. Currently sitting at a whopping $2.19 as I've heard he's 0-3, Josh. Can you yeah, confirm? I think we've kicked into the wind. All three quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that that's the reason we're one and two, but we'll go with it and let uh, everyone know that once we do win the toss, I guarantee you we will be going hard at the ball. Uh, we've also got the first scoring play in the under 19 second game to be a point. Bit of value in that. I'll give you that at $2.20. And then moving on, we've got Liv Gleason from the uh, women's under the second side, anytime goal scorer. New to the club. Bit of value in there. I see that. $2.10 as well. So that's nice and safe. Um, two more legs to go. We've got Kai Stretton to get 15 touches at $1.49. Love it. And lucky last. A bit of value here, I see it. We've got Cam Duffy, unders touches, 8.5. <laughs> so um, I think that's a safe bet there. So all those nine legs rounded up to 64.52. Oh. Bit of value in that. I've got five on it this week. So I'm not chucking the pineapple. That seems like a sure thing. Harry Smythe, whatever you've got in the fines basket, in the kitty, just put it all on this place. I want a 10th leg. Well, here Gods. Gods. <laughs> 27 and a half smothers. Not <laughs> <laughs> possessions, smothers. Oh, my God. Now, now uh, I'm hoping that you muster up the courage to actually have a conversation with your love child at some point. Thursday night, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Forward to it, have now, a view. Do you want to go with your segment, the favourite segment, or the second favourite segment? How dare you? Second favourite. <laughs> Apologies. Um, counts, cash counts. Now, look, as, uh, as a big body mid, I've got a... Got a Got a couple in there. New for the 19s. He might have debuted in 2019 in the seniors, but he's finding it a little bit tougher to crack in at the moment with the few changes happening. Played a couple of practice matches with us in the ones. But by far, Lockie Willie. Lockie Willie, cash cow, 110 on the weekend. He has had a fantastic start to the year. I think he had almost 197 against Uni Blacks. Uh, following up from it is 130 against Parkdale. At $125,000, there is no better time to get on. You're going to make some money and you're going to make it fast. Errol Goulden style sort of oh. cash cow. Go to downhill, downhill real quick soon. Oh, oh, hang on. Let's, let's not be too harsh on Locke, all right? No, no, just talking about Goulden. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, oh. Geez, didn't, didn't they peak early? 
Corey Michonne, if you're out there, how good is Sydney's kids? Remember, it wasn't a week ago everyone was writing off saying how bad Stewie Jew, all the pressure on Stewie Jew, all of a sudden 40 point winners against the Swans. Surely there has to be a bit of pressure on horse. Can't just keep playing kids and getting away with zero accountability. You know who else has pressure on? Nathan Buckley, because the Bombers are back. We've played Collingwood's probably, you know, 10 of their worst footballers, and we've beaten them by four goals, and we are, we are back in a big way to Bombers. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Should we talk about some of the other Bombers' performances, or we don't, we don't really want to go into that? No, no, no. Anzac Day, that's grand final. We've won two games this year. It's Collingwood, it's St Kilda. That's me done. We, we, I, I do remember a conversation that you and I had in the pre-season about us, and then yes. we both said they could easily be 5-0. Five and, five and Mm-hmm. Or zero and five. Yeah. And realistically, the Bombers you expect sort of turned up didn't they, this season, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. But you know what? It's a lot more exciting than watching old blokes run around like we have for the last six years and still miss the eight. So we're playing kids as well, and I'm loving it. It's a bit some beads like, really. There's kids out there. It's exciting. What, oh, yeah, I was, <laughs> <going, laughs> was, was going to say, like, yeah, Willie's a great choice. <clears throat> Lucky Willie, if you're out there listening, I'm really wrapped that you are Cameron's cash cow, but. What's up with God? Why not God's? Way too much man love for God's. He's, uh, his price went through the roof last week. Never enough. God's here's on on the podcast. He's probably thinking, I'm not getting one mention here. And he's going to be so pleasantly surprised. Though. I think he'll probably rock up on Thursday and look us in the eyes and go, who the hell is John McKay? Okay, so so on Thursday, yeah, probably, it's a Friday release. We've got to keep it. So it's Saturday morning. You've got to... No, this is true. At the time of the recording of this, God's doesn't know who I am. I don't think he knows who I am. But he will, though. You won't. Well, thanks a lot, Joel. Um, I'm glad we went through your life. Um, it's been a pleasure for us to have you on board. Uh, a real sense of achievement in what you've come through and had us on the have us here. So thanks a lot. Thanks to Ben. Thanks to Locke. Can't wait to do it again. And uh, we'll see you all down at Freer and Reserve or at Como Park. I'm telling you, Freer and Reserve is the place to be. It is the most bizarre game of football you'll ever see. Apparently the ball just gets kicked out in the full because there's no fence. Okay. So it's, uh, it'll be an interesting one. We hope to report back to you with some success uh, this time next week. Go Tigers.